Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast of Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. First of all, man, before we get started jumping into a new topic today, man, I just want to send a congratulations to my man's humble card, old man, on getting engaged. Man, you getting a ring before the Cowboys, y'all, so congratulations. Hey, Trey, that's no shade, man. I'm just saying, Harry, that's no shade, too. Dean. Hey, man, can't help it. Cowboys ain't getting the ring, but my man's Cardo getting the ring. Shout out to you, Cardo. What I want to get into today is the fact that the NBA free agency market is slowing down. But yesterday, there was some crazy signings. And even today, you know, with Sabonis, you know, signing a big contract, showing that they're buying into what he's bringing to the team, you know. Five years, $217 million, man. What can be said don't need to be said, man. Congratulations to you, Sabonis, Mr. Double-Double. You know, you earned the contract. You shocked the world, man. Um, I look forward to seeing what the the Kings do next. I feel like they're two two pieces away from really becoming a threat in the West. Um, There was a question that was proposed by, I think, a, a sports network, and they said... Who do you see being a a legitimate threat to the Nuggets in the future? And I said the Kings because of the depth that they have. And these guys are starting to learn how to play with each other under Mike Brown's tutelage. But we're going to say that for another topic. You know, there are other guys, you know. First of all, I want to give a special shout out to Nicole Lynn and Rich Paul, two minority sports agents that are out here dominating the game. Uh, last year, uh, Nicole Lynn signed a, a quarterback, a white quarterback for um, the New England Patriots. She's the first minority black woman to sign a white quarterback. You know, that's that's a milestone right there. It seems like we're moving in the right direction. And she, signed, she got Jalen Hurts signed a big deal, man. That was a big thing. You know, not many people talking about it. So I want to give her a shout out. Rich Paul, you know, he doing his thing, you know, with signing Draymond, Fair Van Fleet, and I think uh, Jeremy Grant to big deals. All together, collectively, it was $390 million, man. That was a lot, you know, with Draymond going back and saying, you know, I want to basically finish my career with the Golden State Warriors four years 100 mil that's a big thing um I I, I felt as though Draymond wasn't gonna go nowhere else because he wants to retire as a warrior he built his career there you know the Warriors transformed him under the tutelage of Mark Jackson at the time and even um Steve Kerr a guy that can be used as a Swiss Army knife, not only be effective on the defensive end, but also effective on the offense end by bringing out the ball at the court, freeing Steph Curry up, and let Steph Curry do what he do best, and then shoot the light side of the ball. And they added Chris Paul, so I want to see what other moves they make before, you know, the season starts, so it's still early. Also, um... Kyrie Irving signed yesterday to a three-year deal, one hundred twenty-six. I mean, hundred yeah, one hundred twenty-six million dollars. Felt as though he wasn't going anywhere because there was no other team that can give him this much money, especially and still being in a conversation as a contender. 
So I felt as though this was the right place for him. It helps Luca, you know, get the ball out of his hands and provide extra scoring. Not to mention, I heard they got Seth Curry, you know, uh, Kyrie Irving and um, Seth Curry has a great relationship. They played at Duke together. Then they played in uh, the Nets together. Then they played. Now they're playing now for the Mavs. The Mavs need some shooting. I also feel as though the Mavs need need, need, need defense. So hopefully the Mavs can still make some moves on the defensive end to, you know, shake things up. Um, What else? I felt as though there were a lot of moves that I was questioning about. I didn't mind um, Russell Westbrook getting signed to a two-year deal, $8 million for the Clippers. They need somebody that's going to be reliable because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard aren't. How is it that you low manage and you still get hurt? Like, even Jerry West went on a Paul, uh, Paul George podcast and was asking that same question. Like, low manage is cool. I don't mind it. I prefer the players to play if they can. If they can't, oh, well. But if we pay max dollars to book, like, to two superstars, y'all got to play. And it seems though the max games that they played is, like, between 30 and yeah, between 30 and 35 games. So that's just confusing to me. And I, excuse me, and I just feel as though, like, why are you wasting everybody's time? And then y'all looking to move to Inglewood? Where's the star power? Like, now y'all been to one conference finals under Kawhi Leonard. Uh, and that was with... Uh, Ty Lewis, the head coach. And it just seems as though they're going like on a hill because it's up, down, up, down, up, down. And to me, I feel as though they should break up their team, start making some trades because they ain't going far. The West is starting to get even deeper. So who knows what the Clippers should do? I think, like I said, this pick, if I had to grade it, was a C. You didn't get no better, but you didn't get worse. The Draymonds, I grade that like a, a C2 because you didn't get better, but you didn't get worse. Kyrie Irving, I get at a C. Uh, I give it like a, a C minus. You didn't get better, but you didn't get worse. Sabonis, same thing. You just secured this guy for the future, the long haul. So I would give it a B. Um, if and now, Dylan Brooks, four years, eighty mil. I mean, that ain't really nothing. He goes to a Rockets team, gives him veteran presence, and establishes uh, Ime Udoka, who loves defense. I feel as though he's gonna go in there and change some things. He's gonna provide some streaky shooting and some uh, on presence defense with a lot of uh, jibber jab. So, I feel as though this was an okay move. I felt as though Dylan Brooks should be on a another team. This is like a young team rebuilding, and he shouldn't be at the center. That he should have went to a team that could actually use him. Because this guy signed four years, eighty mil. He must be coming off the bench. Because they got a lot of young talent over there. And then they got 
Fred Van Fleet, you know, with his contract. These two guys, somebody not starting in that young core. And I think Ime Udoku has a lot to, you know, work through because they need to find an identity. They was a like, very exciting team last year. I look forward to seeing what they're going to do. They got the boy Cam from the crib. They got the boy Jabari. They got Jalen Green, uh, Kevin Martin. So I look forward to seeing what the Rockets going to do. Hopefully they can make some more noise and make some sneaky moves to make them even better. But it's the West. When you make a move, another team in the West makes a better move. And uh, I feel as though with the long, uh, LaMelo Ball, you know, who's better than his brother because his brother is washed. Um, LaMelo Ball is finalizing a five-year max extension worth $260 million. Granted, when he's healthy, he's an all-star. Um, I look forward to seeing with him and Brandon Miller going to do uh, because Brandon Miller's out here talking crazy, but he's a tremendous talent from the University of Alabama, you know, freshman, a one and done. Um, they went far, but not far enough. I feel as though this team could be very exciting as well, but I feel as though they have a better chance of going to the playoffs than, you know, the Rockets. So, but I still think they're a couple moves away from actually being a contender in the East. Maybe they make some more moves in the future because, you know, we're still in the off season. There might be a move that come out of nowhere that nobody at least expects it to happen. So we see. So if I had to grade this move, I would give it a, a B because you secured your future. Then I get this one of, you know, Dylan Brooks. I get that like a D. You didn't get better, really. You just signed somebody to add more depth to your team. Uh, same thing. Well, with Ed, with Fred Van Fleet, the three years, one hundred and thirty mil. Um, this was good. Get yourself a point guard, and then everybody trickles down to, you know, shooting guard. So you got a lot of guards. Hopefully, they can make still make some moves. You know, I would give away one of those pieces that they have that they aren't really using to get, you know, some more veterans in there to establish a core with the young guys and make it better for them instead of just holding on to all this talent. You know, Denver Nuggets ran into that problem. Uh, don't hold on too much. So I like what I've seen. Of course, Mike Malone wanted Bruce Brown, but they couldn't keep him. Bruce Brown is signed to a two years, $45 million to the Pacers. Seemed like the Pacers making moves. I like this for them. I give this a B because they just signed him and they signed uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who, you know, was top five in assists, you know, was making some headlines. You know, five-year deal, $260 million. It's a lot of money. He's in that superstar category. I mean, he's in that superstar category with the young up and coming guys. Cause you know, like I said, Lamelo Ball just got that contract. Was working on it. Tyler Halliburton. He's a good shooter. He plays both sides of the court, 
and he facilitates, which I really like. I like him on the Kings, but I feel as though he's better now because he gets to actually have the ball 50% of the time, and he gets others involved, him and Miles Turner, along with Bruce Brown, can make some noise and Buddy Hill. So I look forward to seeing what these guys can do. If I had to grade this, I would give it a B. Not really stoked on it. Um, you know, Jeremy Grant signed a $60 million contract. Um, I don't know how I feel about that because, you know, he's not. When I hear somebody get that much money, I think of uh, a star. Now, he has spurts of where he's stepped up in big moments. But I don't feel as though he deserved that much money. But we're going to see because, you know, the real trade is about to happen. Damian Lillard yesterday finally requested a trade out of Portland. And I look forward to him to going to Miami. People say, well, who Miami giving up? I told you already. They would have to give up uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Nikola Jokic, um, the first-round pick of 2024, and I think the first-round pick of the 2027. To get Dame, I feel as though that free up Jimmy, that sprays the flow out a little bit, bam, get more touches. And I feel as though they had a firepower to go back and forth with anybody in the East. With Dame going to the Miami Heat, possibly they're a legitimate threat in the East now. Everybody thought because, you know, the Celtics got Porzingis, who hasn't been the unicorn since he left New York. Boston. It's cool, but they also lost Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. I like that move the Grizzlies did, you know, add more defense because you basically got um, your shooting guard plays defense and your power forward, not to mention uh, your small forward, which I think Desmond Bain will probably be playing small forward. So they'll be a very undersized team unless they make Marcus Smart come off the bench, but I don't think they'd do that because, you know, he's used to starting. So it's that's a weird dynamic, but I think they have fixed it. But I like those moves. If I had to grade that one Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, I'd give it a B. Provide defense and he's a legit shooter. Um and then if I had to do, you know, Porzingis. I don't know what I'm getting from him, so I'm going to say a, a C. You didn't get better, but you didn't get worse. Um, yeah, because when I really look at it, you gave up your point guard. You gave up two point guards. You gave up Malcolm Brogdon, and you gave up uh, Marcus Smart. So who going who gonna to bring in the ball? Then you clog the lane up because you got Porzingis, Robert Williams, like all these guys. Now, Porzingis can shoot. I just want to see what they're going to be because that's a, that lane going to be clogged. So, you ain't going to have. So, are they going to do like this? So, now somebody has to move to the bench because you got Porzingis, Al Horford, and Robert Williams. Unless you move Robert Williams. To the nah, you can't even do that. I don't know how they're gonna do it. They probably move out Horford to the bench, let him come on with the second unit. But 
Uh, it just seems a little weird. Does that mean Porzingis will have to play the the four? Because he surely can't play center. Play the four, and then Robin Williams play the play the five. But if you got Hofer coming on your second unit, that makes things easier for the bench. You know, you provide, uh, you know, give Robin Williams some breaks. Give Porzingis some breaks because Hofer can play the four and the five. So that's a good look. Um, I look, it's, it's a little crazy look, but it's a good look. Of course, D'Lo comes back two years, $37 million. I don't know how I feel about that because D'Lo, we battling psychological issues, and I don't got time for that when I'm playing for my Lakers. So I think the Lakers should, you know, revisit that real soon because it's like, well, you can't revisit it now because you already signed them. Like, we need a legit point guard, somebody that can – Bring the ball to the court, dish it out, give everybody involved. Like a CP3. Because every, every, like LeBron James be tired, and then he be gassed out trying to bring the ball to the court. And then we need other scoring, bro. It can't be LeBron James, Anthony Davis. One guy is a dinosaur, ancient. He's been on this, this basketball run for a long time, so can't rely heavily on him. Then you got half man, half a season. You know, he you don't know when he gonna show up, you don't know when he gonna get hurt. You seem like if somebody just throw a, a snowball at him, he out for three months. So I don't know how I feel about that. Then I've heard Dennis Dennis Strodem and the Lakers are talking about how much they're gonna do, how much they're gonna give him. Eh. The only two signings I like is Gabe it was Gabriel Gabe Vincent. No, that's not Gabe Vincent. Um, no, basically Austin Reeves and uh, Vincent, former players that paid on our team. Um, so that's a good look. Also, we got Jason. We got Jason from Jason. What's his name? I think it's Hicks. Yeah, Jason Hicks, the center from the Pelicans. He played at Texas. He's a he's a legit threat. Uh, once you know how to use him. I feel as though the Lakers should start him at the center position because uh, he's young, he's battle-tested, and that can move AD to the five, I mean four, which he always wanted to play. Hopefully, that would be nice. Um, so there's a lot of moves out there that was cool but didn't really stand out to me. It seemed as though everybody was just being safe or they was overreaching. Well, can't really say the Wizards is overreaching because he's a part of their core. You know, Kyle Kuzma agreed to a four-year, $102 million. That's cool. He's been there. He improved offensively and a little bit defensively. So they're looking not only to put butts in the seats, but they're also looking to win games. So I look forward to seeing them, seeing what they do, how far they can go. Are they a legitimate threat in the East? But like I said, free agency ain't really over. There's some moves out there that we're not thinking about that could possibly happen. I feel the Warriors not done. I feel Miami, as soon as they secure Dame, I feel as though they won't be done. 
feels like they need a center because Bam can't get it done against like dominant bigs like Jokic, Joel Embiid. And I feel as though the only way they're going to win a championship is if they have a dominant big and a dominant guard. It can't just be Jimmy out there and Bam. They need help. They need two more pieces and they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. Because if you move whoever you want to put at the two, move Jimmy to the three, Bam to the four, get you a center, Dame at the one, load up your bench, and go at them guys. You already signed a whole bunch of free agents before undrafted free agents. And now you get rid of you get rid of Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. That your money is freed up. Somebody else take that on their cap. Then you start to rebuild or fill in for the team, and then you can go far. But you also got to pay attention to what's happening around you. But it is too soon to be talking about this, so I can't wait to see what things about to happen. I mean, it was Jimmy Johnson Jr., and the NBA is starting to heat up just a little bit.